Hello, everyone. Welcome back to La Cantina MX Football Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jaime. And uh, we are going to recap the Olympic national team. They ended up on the podium. Also, match week three in Liga Mekis. Some rumors about some kids going to Europe. Messi going to PSG. And as of right now, literally as of right now, Tigres is getting their shit pushed in by Seattle Sounders in the League's Cup. Not a good start for Piojo. But before I go any further, let me introduce Joel. Joel, how we doing? Hey, Ole Jaime. Doing good. Doing good and, and glad to eat the crow. To eat my slice of humble pie with my uh, Olympic prediction. Happy for that bronze. Yeah. So, between our last podcast, Mexico played Japan again. They redeemed themselves from that 2-1 loss in the group stage, and they ended up beating Japan and getting on the podium with a bronze medal in the 2020 Summer Olympics. What do you think? Are we are yeah, we proud? Ex- I I think Mex fans should be. You know, it's 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 another medal. So now Mex has two to add at the youth level. They certainly showing to be a I wouldn't say powerhouse, but I'm saying one of the one of the better teams, top ten. You know, um, so two medals at the Olympic, one gold, one bronze, two under seventeens. I think they just need a, they just need to improve at that U20, um, but it's definitely good good to add that to the coffers. Yeah, you know, uh, before the Olympic tournament kicked off, you know, I had said, you know, this team is is too senior. Do you have too much experience? It'd be embarrassing for not to for them to not end up in the podium. I was kind of going for the gold, but I didn't realize how hard it is to get a gold medal. Uh, even at the you know U twenty three level, it's very oh, competitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brazil ended up defending their title, getting the the gold Olympic again. Yeah, they they and that was the thing you saying how difficult it is, and Brazil was the team that that was that was the medal was the one thing lacking from their cabinet. You know, they had all those World Cups and Copa Americas and Confederaciones and whatnot, but no no gold medal. And they were denied in 2011. 12. Max beats them in London, 2012, yeah. I'm in a different timeline now. <laughs> um, but then they go on and they, they win it. I think it's the one real, right, when they host it at home. And now they That's right. double up. But I mean... This is very recent for them to have just won it. So, yeah, it, it can be, uh, could get difficult. And uh, Danny so, Alves a- of, added another uh, piece of silverware to his impressive r- resume. Isn't that guy like 40? Not 44 age, trophies. But I mean, no, no, his age. He's like oh, 38 he's, or what? He's 38. Yeah, he's won 44 he trophies. <clears throat> Man. Yeah, Sanetti played until he was like 42 or something with Inter. 
Casilani uh, Alves, he's one of those iron men gonna keep going. Um, yeah, impressive, impressive on, on that part. And I gotta say this brown sort of eases the pain a bit for fellow Mex fans, they were crying over two CONCACAF lost finals. And I think they sort of forgotten now. Hmm. At least until at least until eliminatorias. Yeah. It it's often the blow. Yeah. So Mexico ends up with a bronze medal, and we're already starting to see the fruits of our labor. Some rumors going around with Johan Vasquez basically saying it's a done deal. He's gonna be loaned out to Genoa. I mean, when uh, Fabricio Romano tweets about it, it's it's pretty much official. This guy knows. I mean, this is what he does for a living. He just lives on Twitter. If you haven't, if you guys want any transfer rumors or, or like leaks, like Fabricio Romano is like the the god of this. He's like he's like Waz of like the NBA. He just as soon as he tweets it, it's like it's basically like guaranteed. So Johan Vasquez, Man. go ahead. What happened? No, I was just saying, he must have some really good contacts. Oh, yeah. Or uh, to be, you know. Just... <clears throat> so, um, I lost count of how many Mexican players have played in Italy. I know Rafa Marquez has gone there. I know Layun's gone there. I know Salcedo's gone there. I know Hector Moreno's gone there. Um, but There's been, like, Pite, I think, Pite Altemirano, I think, ended up going. Yeah. And then... There was some other dude from America. I forget his name. He's way back, but he never really played. I, I I would say aside from from Marquez, it hasn't gone too well for the majority. Oh, how can I forget? Chucky Lozano. Yeah, and even him, right? He's not. He's still not a starter. Well, his first season was you know tough love with Gattuso, and then he really bounced back last season. Unfortunately, Gattuso's gone, so he's no longer the coach. But, yeah, safe to say that Mexicans in Italy just haven't been favored, haven't really had a really good transition or good good runs. In fact, I have a clip from Hector Moreno talking about his short little span there at Roma. Let's see if I can get it to play. Este, estoy solo siete, siete meses. La verdad que es el, el equipo donde, a mi posición, te hablé yo de que a los 18 años, cuando 15 años cuando fui a Pum, no sabía defender. Uh -huh. Pues desde, a, cuando llegué a Roma me di cuenta que seguía sin saber defender. Güey. Neta, te si aprendiste mucho. O sea, yo tuve entrenadores todos que priorizaban el fútbol ofensivo. O sea, a ellos les importaba que yo sacara la pelota, que diera buenos pases entre líneas, ¿sabes? todo ese tipo de cosas. Obviamente defender eh, como grupo, pero individualmente y nunca no, no aprendí tanto en siete meses que estuve en la Roma como ahí fue impresionante fue una... O sea, una si aprendiste nuevas maneras de defender. Mucho, güey, mucho una, la manera de perfilar el cuerpo, tonterías que dices, no puede ser, como no lo sabía ¿sabes? Uh -huh. tengo diez años o defendiendo. más defendiendo <risa> y llevo aquí y me estoy bien pendeja pero okay. bien, o sea, el, el entrenador todo, me va súper bien con la gente pero yo creo que si hubiera, no lo sé, todo lo pasado, todo es muy fácil decirlo, pero si hubiera estado un poco más, hubiera jugado. 
Also, what a weird accent Hector Moreno has. <laughs> Where is he from? I think he's from Sinaloa. Maybe I'm tripping. Hmm. Um. Very interesting what he says. Yeah, Culiacán. Yeah, I mean, he basically said that, you know, he basically had to relearn how to play, like, defense when he went to Italy. And Italy's always known to have, like, you know, strong defense. Like, they've always had some of the best defenders in the world. You know, Cannavaro, uh, Baresi, and uh, what was his name? Um, Nesta, and Maldini. Maldini. Can't forget Maldini. Yeah, I mean, these guys are just Paolo like... Maldini. So, um, he went to Roma, you know... And he just had a really hard time adjusting. And keep in mind, he didn't go as a young buck. You know, he was already late in his career. You know, he was he was already like in his twenty late twenties. So, you know, it's kind of hard to teach a, uh, an old dog new tricks. That's why I'm very excited for Johan Vasquez. You know, he's very young, and uh, they'll you know it's it's gonna hopefully it'll benefit him. I know it's a loan, but you know, hopefully he'll prove he himself. He also had. He had that problem, right? It was him with his wife, right? If I'm not mistaken. Who? Moreno? His wife didn't want to. Yeah, his wife didn't want to stay in Italy, and it's one of the reasons he left. Oh, I have no idea. Was it him? I think it was Sanse- like, I think he had had him. No, maybe oh, you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. It. No, I no, know. I think you're right. It's Salcedo that yeah. like, had a miscarriage or something, and she's like, I don't know no one here. I just want to be with my family. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Mexican player is very coddled, very spoiled, gets paid well. So, you know, at any point in time when you go to Europe and you feel uncomfortable, it's like, eh, I'm going home. You know, <laughs> happened to Pablo Barrera, <laughs> Aquino, you know, it's just like, eh, I'm going home. I'm going home where I'm a king. I don't remember um too much with... Barrera, I don't know, because I think if it was injuries, but Aquino was a disappointing one because he was, he got played out of the first team. He was not being, you know, he was being left out, Uh not even bench. And I remember he got in trouble with his club. I believe it was, not sure if it Villarreal or Rayo Vallecano, one of those two. And, uh, he had like family visiting and he took him, he took him like sightseeing. <laughs> he took him to like, like, they did like a trip, like a day trip or some trip. And hmm. he was posting on his Instagram and then the club find him. Wow. He was like, like, I don't think he was supposed to leave, you know, like you're still supposed to stay and train or whatever. And this dude's like showing his family around. <laughs> Yeah, you know, players get distracted. He had a really good gold cup. Pablo Barrera and, and Aquino, I don't know, man. I, I never really rated him that well, you know, but I was happy when he did go to Europe, and I think he really helped them in the second division, right? He helped the team get promoted again to the uh, the first division when he was at uh, Villarreal. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to that. 
but uh, there's not just Johan Vasquez. We also have uh, Santiago Munoz from Santos, who really didn't get too much um, action in the Olympics. But, you know, they've been they've been hyping him up. Also, with Sebastián Córdoba, there's rumors about him going to either Betis, PSV, or Ajax. So, I mean, we, we're starting to see these rumors start to come in on some of these players that had really good tournaments. I'm just waiting on the Alexis Vega transfer, man. I mean, he was one of the best players in the tournament. And, uh, you want him to leave so soon, Jaime? Chivas needs him. I know Chivas, Chivas really need him, him, but he is, you know, it's like it's like if Picasso was constrained to only do finger painting, you know? It's just like he's in the class Paint of... Paint by numbers. You know, it's just <laughs> you're holding this dude back, you know, if you if you keep him at Chivas. And, no, I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, right now he just got nominated to, to, to play in the MLS All-Star game, you know? So it's like, come on, man. Or <laughs> like, he's just wasting his time, you know, playing in these like you know games. He needs to be playing in Europe, like ASAP. But yeah, you sir are correct. He needs to be at that higher level. Well, yeah, I mean, he needs, I'm, he's I'm, at I'm, the good age too. Yeah, he is at the good age. <clears throat> I, you know, any other time I'd be like, no, Chivas needs to win titles and we need to, you know. That's well, as, a, the... as a Chivas fan, I, I just want the team to have the best players possible. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but just as as um, seeing this just as Vega, like, like, like uh, just as the player, like just for his sake, his career, then yeah, he... He does have that talent to, if he wanted to play in a better league, to succeed, and so. So that's I guess my take where it's different. If it's something he wants, then yeah, go for it. Uh, but the whole take of, of just go over there because you're gonna so you can get better or something, for the sake of the national team or or, or just because if you stay at Chivas you're gonna suck, then I don't. I never been on that. I yeah. On that I, boat. I understand. No, because you know it's because you always want your club to be to be the best it can be. Of course. Uh, you're never gonna get there as, as soon as you have a good player. You want him to leave. Then at that point, you have to question your your loyalty to the club. You're then you're more of a you're more of a national team guy, which it's cool, you know. But then you're not you're not much of a club because you don't you don't really care to see um see them succeed especially right now where it's like they can't they haven't been able to bring in any talent yeah i mean here's the thing you know it it really is sort of underwhelming you know the way chios have been playing and the way they've been running the team for the last couple of seasons you know emphasis on trying to get a movie deal or a you know series deal when (laughs) In reality, it's like this is not what you want to capture in 4K, man. You don't want to capture these these failures. You yeah. you should be focusing on trying to win. You know, number one, get, you know, bring back like the cantera that you know we're 
known and loved for, you know, bring the academy players that, you know, continue to fuel the the fire here at Chivas, like get that shit organized. And then number two is like, you know, combine a, a mix of, of talented players and experienced players to, to win or play at something, you know, I, I miss, yeah. I miss the aggressiveness and the, the offense and, you know, just bringing excitement to the team. And, you know, right now we just have the wrong coach who doesn't know how to, how to play that way. And we're not getting results. So it's like at, at this point, you know, it's like, this is a salvage title. Like try and take, it's like you, you go to like the, what's it called? Pick and pull. So, all right, man, these players, these players are worth a damn. Let's pick these guys up and pull them to Europe and the rest of the team, you know, can go, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it takes, a, it takes, it could take a while to, to like restructure because that's part of what Chivas has needed the whole club to be restructured. You had, you had uh, everything that was going on while Jorge Vergara was still around and you know, all the problems that were being caused because of his wife. You right. know, where they were, they were, they were doing all this shakeup. And, and then, um, what was it? Jose Luis Higuera sort of takes charge of the team and he sort of puts him in the red. You know, he invested all this money and they, they bring in all these really good players, Pizarro and, and, um, Pulido. Yeah, Pulido, Gallo, just a bunch, a big group of them. A lot of them had already won league. And and then, you know, they obviously they had to sell them out. I mean, sell them because they they owed all this money and they couldn't afford so many wages. And that's I guess that's where the, a lot of the fans just really couldn't see that. But, but I mean, we have to see, like, how, like, what position was the club left in? You know, after that big investment, and then the not being able to get a TV deal. Let's let's not forget Chivas went. How many seasons was it? Like, like two or three without like a proper TV deal? <laughs> you know, where, they, where there's like we're doing Chivas TV, and then it's like, and then it's like Bimbo's like, well, we're gonna sue you because our contract was that you still have to be on TV, and then Chivas was like. We're staying with Televisa for one more year, but not Televisa. It's it's their their cable their cable channel, I think, to the NA or whatever it is. Yeah. Um and all this back and forth. And then they were like in four different TV channels at one point. You know, everyone had a had a piece of it. And then um just recently was when they they got picked up by Telemundo, and even then, it's probably not even that good of a deal. That was more of like it's it's that or nothing. So, and I think that's been hurting them a lot, not having not having a good TV deal in in you know both in the US and Mex, and then the sponsors where it's like they had to go with Caliente, and then I don't know what. Are, are they still with them, or who are they? Who are they with now? Um, I don't know. They added a few more sponsors to the team. You're gonna so, end up looking like the NASCAR shirt. So one of them. One of them is Jorge. All over the place. Yeah, one of them is Jorge Vergara. I don't know what that means, but this his name. <laughs> it's on the back of the jersey. It's his signature, so I don't know what that means. Oh. Probably, I don't know. Just... 
memorandum. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, so I mean, all, all of that stuff, they, it, you know, that all of that that happened left the team in a bad place. And, and I know Amari gets a lot of flag, but I think like what he did, where he put Pelayas, you know, pretty much in charge of the team. And then they have um, Leaño in charge of the youth. And so, it, you know, it, it, I think it'll take a while for that to straighten up. Yeah, Michelle Leaño is uh, someone that I'm excited about. I think he's doing a great job. We'll have to continue to stay vigilant there. With uh, the match week three of Apertura 2021, things kicked off with Querétaro losing to León 1-0. Elias Hernández uh, scored the only goal of the game. And uh, speaking of León... Uh, they were also the the team that made it to the League's Cup. If you guys are not familiar with that, it's like a reincarnation of the uh, Super League. It's just a, a knockout tournament between uh, a few select Mexican teams and MLS teams. And yesterday, they went off on Sporting Kansas City. They won 6-1. to one. Oh. So, yeah, they went in there and didn't mess around. And uh, this is just a one done game so they're already in the semifinals. Uh so Leon's having a pretty good uh run so far even though they've no longer have Ignacio as their coach. Seems like the the team is still getting the job done. And then after that Mazatlan and Monterrey Ended in a draw, 1-1. I actually caught that game. It was kind of interesting how Mazatlan had scored first, really catching everybody by surprise. And then uh, Pocho Gonzalez, he uh, tied up the game. And then there was a few red cards at the at the very end. So uh, Monterrey uh, kind of off to a sluggish start. But they are missing a few players. Uh, they just <clears throat> officially uh, presented... Their new signings with uh, Eric Aguirre and Hector Moreno. So they are officially Monterrey players. I was really bummed out, you know, because those are two players that I wanted Chivas to buy. But I guess they don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially not Monterrey money. So, uh, and then they haven't been able to sell players, which is another big, you know, that's another biggie right there. Like the ones they let go, they're all on loan. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Nakasha lost to Cruz Azul. Two to one. And Toluca beat Tijuana. Two zero. Then we had Chivas. Everyone wanted to pull their hair out. Because uh, Juarez <laughs> scored first. Like 10 minutes into the match. Angel Saldivar tied the game up. But then Juarez took control, ended up winning, or it looked like they were going to win 2-1, but then Godinez, out of all players, came in, scored at the 89th minute to uh, salvage a draw against Tuca Ferretti and FC Juarez. Uh, So that leaves Chivas in ninth position, and Juarez got their only point of the season so far. They're in 14th position. Uh, Kind of a, a rough start for Tuca Ferretti, but 
I know Joel, you've told me before that he's never been fired. No, and, and then the, the club president, it's the guy that was president of Tigres. So they didn't bring him to second mid-season, you know. Yeah. They brought him in. He's going to finish it. And it's just uh, obviously their same thing. Uh, word of the day, restructure. <laughs> they this guy came in, obviously, to help bolster the club. I forget his name, Tigres, Tigres ex-president, New Juarez president. And so, obviously, he brought in Tuca, as a, you know, which is, he is a good coach, you know. At least I think he's going to at least have them be a competitive team, whether they qualify to Ligue or not. But I think they're they're just getting started with that. I don't I don't see it as... They're going to sack Tuca just because he's, he's in danger of whatever. I do feel they have some type of project they're going to work on. Um, I have a question for you. This is something that's been been floating around. Uh, who do you think is going to get sacked first? Who's going to be the first coach to get sacked? I'm thinking, you know, some of the culprits. You got Vucetic, you got Piojo. You have Tuca Ferretti, you have Lee. Oh, you're, you're, you're a big fish, too. You're, you're, you have, uh, you're naming all the whales. You have uh, <laughs> Ligini with Pumas, who have, who's had a really rough start. Iliani. Yeah, so, I mean, Siborli as well. So it's like, I mean, this is something that's, I, I know it's crazy. We're in match week three, but realistically, do you do you see any of these coaches getting fired mid-season? No. <laughs> Uh, no, even though Liga MX is very unpredictable. But, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, just going down the list. So basically, we already say why Tuca's not getting sacked. Yeah. The president brought him. They were very close. Big reason as well why Tuca's not at Tigres because a lot of the old guard that was in charge, you know, like the, the boardroom were gone. They faced out. And then the new new people took over, and you know, uh, so he's he's back with someone of his confidence. So I, I don't think this guy brought in Tuca just to sack him, especially when they work together. You know, they they work together, they know each other. So I, I unless Tuca's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm this isn't for me anymore. So, but <laughs> but that would be Tuca leaving. I don't see them sacking him. Uh, with Buse, I think Buse is more of a Pelaez thinks Pelaez is the one in charge. Pelaez is the guy that brought him. You will basically have to have Pelaez quit. Uh, I, the only the only way I could see Buse leaving is if Chivas is getting completely dominated, like mm. played out of the field, you know, where it's like it just looks horrible. And I don't I don't think I'm gonna see that happen either. Uh, so I, I see them both staying and. Uh, how much can you blame Buse? What is this second season? No refuerzos. You know how, how are you blaming this guy? He well, bringing a coach and he's <clears throat> keep trying to get him some players that get his system, but he's like, no, we're actually we're gonna take players away. So, <laughs> uh, and and this is the the one thing where I was already seeing people calling for Jimmy because he did good at the Olympics. He did. And I'm like, that's flavor of the month, man. We had already an Olympic medalist, gold, by the way, in Tena. Same Chiva right. fans said he, same Chiva fans said he sucked. 
doing good at youth. The youth tournament doesn't translate to you're going to go to league and do good. A uh, good example is Chucho. Chucho Ramirez wins the under 17. Oh, yeah. You know, he was flavor of the month for like a year or whatever. And then he coached America and some other team, and it didn't go well for him. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, and he's, I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> like, he coached America, and that's it, man. Like, his career just went down the toilet. He was doing a lot of like those like presentations where there's like uh dare to dream type of thing where it's like a, a soccer expo and then they uh, do a little story and it's like this guy led Max to their first under seventeen and they do like a little five minute road to glory man. and then it's like he comes out and he talks. Uh I know he did that a few times. Oh wow. He was the caretaker of La Selección after Hugo Sanchez got fired. Until they appointed Sven Goran Eriksson, so he was. Yeah, I think he played Kaina. <laughs> wow. He played like two Moleros or so. Uh, yeah, he played uh five games, won four, oh, lost yeah, five. lost one. So that's it, man. There you go. He coached America in twenty uh two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Had uh fifty five games, twenty two wins, sixteen losses, so maybe not the best outing for him. But he never he didn't he ended up not coaching anybody else after that. He just kinda disappeared. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. I, I I have seen a lot of people start to ask about Jimmy, about, you know, maybe coaching Chivas or whatever. I the only thing I will say about that is like look, like he obviously knows how to play the players in their correct positions and that's that's something that you know you could probably like criticize Vucetic, you know? Like he doesn't play players in their correct position and you know that could mess with, you know, the style of play. Yeah, or... but the you know the the counter to that is you know like you're playing youth against youth and right here he would be playing against very experienced teams. So it's like you're sort of forced to be able to play a different way or else you're going to be getting washed. Yeah. And, and, and we talked about before just how tight the league race is where it's like the gold differential come into play. Yeah. You got like, you know, four or five teams with like 23 points and they could all make Ligia, you know, and get like with a win, they'll jump from like eighth, eighth to like third, you know, it's, I understand. Yeah, so I, I, to me, that's a big reason why, like, a lot of the coaches with Chivas have been more more defensive or more cautious. And I know the fans want, want the attack, but it's it's a business first. If they don't go to Liguilla, they're losing a lot of money. So, I mean, they, they could, they could um, under, you know, uh, under the current system, they could play fancy football and, and not go anywhere. And they'll just end up being broke. So at the end of the day, they do need to at least get to the big dance. Uh, and that's why, that's why I say a lot of times it's important to play some of these tournaments or stuff with like MLS, even though yeah. I know fans hate it. But it's it's, it's still going to generate money for Chivas. Yeah, so kind of to just end this topic here. Uh, the- oh, wait, yeah, the, the coaches that are getting sacked. I I think 
<clears throat> so this, this question was on the the subreddit, and uh, Vucetich was number one with two hundred thirty eight votes, <laughs> and uh, number t- number two was Andres Liini coaching uh, Pumas. Oh, well, that's the second guy. See, and that's it's same Pumas is pretty similar to Chivas, where it's like they brought this guy. He had a good season, very, very Went good season. Went to the season. final. Yeah, and then they sold one of his better players. They sold uh, uh, Cocolizo, and yeah, they sold like their best player, <laughs> the Tigres. <laughs> and then they didn't really, they haven't really brought him anything. They brought anything him like a worth. Panamanian from the big lots. Yeah, it's almost bargain 40, bin. Like. A... <laughs> It's manager special at this point. It, it has like four discount, four discount. Uh, he took price tags. He took a team that had no business beating Leon, or was it? Uh, who they beat? No, they came back from. Uh, they came back from losing the Cruz Azul four zero. Cruz That's Azul, right. it was the yeah. The big, no the big business. They match. had no business coming back in that match, and they did it. And now you're gonna tar- you know sack him. It's not his fault, man. I I personally think out of the coaches, the one that's going to be on the big big hot seat is Guillermo Vasquez because he's coaching Nicaxa, and now they have American investors, and in oh, three no. games they have zero points. So I think he is probably going to get the axe first. I will see. Oh wait, just to finish on Iliani. Yeah, and that's the thing with Pumas; they're not investing money. So if if you're trying to get a good coach or a known like some known coach, for the most part they're gonna impose some of, you know they're gonna have okay I'll coach but I want at least guarantee me three four players, and I don't think Pumas right now is in the business of that, unless they're gonna be like okay let's just promote again from from within the club, because he was a youth coach, he was like, okay let's let's try with the next. The next youth coach who's up next but they started looking pretty bad at that point you know i think uh i would think they would wait it out i would say the same thing i said about buse unless pumas is getting like just utterly humiliated in the field i don't see them doing that i think they would eventually try to get a, a more known coach or at least try to get some of the players that that Iliani, you know, has been asking for, um, and it should be easier for Pumas because they could go abroad. But I don't know what's going on with the Universitarios' pockets. They've been penny pinching for quite a while. Um, they just made uh, seven million euros by selling Johan Vasquez, so, so <laughs> they're just you know they're just they're, trying to. I, they're patching up the Olympico Stadium. I don't know when. <laughs> they, I don't know what they're doing. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, it's it's. We would, I would like to talk to a, a Puma fan and see what's what's going on with that boardroom because you you see some of the people that are involved because that's that's you know the Pumas team is has like a board of directors and a lot of these dudes are tied to some big companies. Oh. But, but I don't think that they, you know, um, I don't know. It's just like, even though you're with the company, you're not going to try to bring in some money, at least, you know. 
ask for a donation. I don't know. Uh, and it's it's pretty impressive if you see like the list of, of like companies or, or things. And it's it's a university, you know, like you gotta imagine all these professionals that have graduated, all this alumnus, you know, alumni yeah. that could contribute to the team. And so it's like I think they need to start thinking outside the box, you know, and, and find ways to get to get people to start putting some money into the club and, and so that they could they could bring in better players. But don't don't know, man. Don't don't know what what's going on there. We need to we need to get like an inside scoop of of the Puma you know, Puma ordeal. Absolutely. And then you said, uh, who you said, Memo Vasquez at, at Necaxa. Necaxa? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because new management, uh, I would say the same thing, where it's like, you don't want to do the same thing. That whole sacking after three, four games, it's a very Mexican thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and you're saying these are gringo investors. So I think they're a bit more of a, They'll try to like stay on course, you know, and and I don't think they're gonna do it unless they have something, something better. Uh, again, same. Uh, I'm I'm gonna stay with the same, same line of thought of you have to be completely getting outplayed there where it looks like the team, like the coach, completely lost the team. There's no faith, and and the team's just getting washed. And and same with Piojo. I know he's had a rough start at, at Tigres, you know, and it's, it's, it, it could be difficult. Uh, you know, they were under Tuca, Tuca rule for like 10 years. So, and, and we talked about this too, uh, Jaime, like the whole, what's going on with the locker room thing, you know, is, is right. Piojo going to be able to win them over or is this going to be Kinyak's team? Yeah. Where he, He's gonna have say on on. You know, I I think I want to play here or 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 whatnot, or or I think we're better off if this guy starts instead of this other guy. Because I know Piojo likes to bring in some of his dudes, usually some dudes that people hate, then they end up doing good as far as players. You know, sometimes he brings lo local league guys, and and who knows who knows what's going on there too. So that that would be interesting to keep tabs on, uh, and Piojo. Even though I would have said no, just the whole Tigres thing with the what were they calling him, Euro, Euro Tigres or something? I have no and idea. I think, <laughs> I think the new directiva is more more inclined to have that type of image, mm. and so I I could see Piojo getting sacked more than the other guys. If the results don't come, I, I could, I would, normally I wouldn't, but in this case, I could see him uh, ahead of those other guys we mentioned. I'll tell you right now, it looked ugly. Like, I didn't even know there was a, a game today. I turned it on, and, uh, you know, Seattle's winning 1-0, and then another goal comes in, and then the nail in the coffin was uh, the last goal. It was just ridiculous and i'm just like wow this is not a good look you know to lose to That's seattle they lost three zero yep damn i know what 
Played in Seattle or were they? Yeah, in Seattle. So the all right, it's all just right. a one done game. There's no return he, leg. He probably he probably sent. Did he play with the reservas or what? No, I mean he had Cocolizo in the lineup. He had. Oh, he had all the. All he the had uh, Florin Taubin, the you know the new the new player from France. Yeah. He had Duenas, Ayala, Reyes. I mean he had everybody. Oh snap! He didn't have Gignac, but you know. <clears throat> Still, just doesn't look good. You don't want to lose to MLS, <laughs> especially when you're, you know, this is a a knockout tournament. So uh, we'll have to see how it goes with Tigres. They did tie against Santos over the weekend, uh, and that leaves them in the tenth position, right, right under Chivas. So it's a, you know, it's a short season. And uh, I doubt that Piojo will get fired in the first season unless he really does lose, lose the rocker, locker room. I know he has an ego and he's kind of a caricature. So, I mean, I would not be surprised if, you know, if he gets fired for something. But um, definitely not the way you want to start the season. Hey, agreed. But my money's on Memo. I think that just Nick Gaxa with new new investment, I don't think they're going to be – you know, putting up with this kind of performances. It's not that they're just, you know, losing. Well, it's but, just... but at the same time, I mean, it's not like they brought in a squad that that everyone expected that they brought the type of players that they're going to be challenging for the league, you know? I, no, I know. I think uh, they're going to slowly build to that. It's just, you know, they've been in a very bad position for – a year now. So it's like, you know, last season they ended up in last place and this season feels like more of the same. So it's like, that could be their goal. Don't finish in last place. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, surprisingly for Ciboldi, you know, Tijuana just haven't been able to get off to the right start. They also have no points, uh, to start the season. Yeah, he's a good coach too. I have a lot of faith in this dude, even though he's he's hasn't been able to kind of like uh, replicate what he did at Santos. And so, let's see how it goes with him there. I would. I I don't know. I I don't have you. I don't. I haven't gotten that that feel from from uh, Tijuana for them to be that type of team where they would, you know, like they would just have sacked the coach right away because they're like sort of like what Puebla was doing a while back. One month in and you're out. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been a bit more, more, you know, más calmados. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. I'm curious to hear what the listeners have to say. You know, tweet to us. Let us know what you think. Who do you think is going to be the first coach to get sacked this season? It's always uh, it's always fun to play that. Um, but yeah, you know, that's basically match week three. Um, Atlas actually ended, uh, I believe, with a victory over Pachuca yesterday. So. Uh, the standings are as this. Toluca off to a flying start. Won three out of three games. They have nine points. Then it's Atletico San Luis with seven. Mazatlan with seven. 
America with seven, Atlas with seven. And like, you know, we had mentioned last week, it's like right now is the time where these clubs have the opportunity to steal points because, you know, of everybody that was away for the Olympics and the Gold Cup. So, you know, good for Atletico, good for Mazatlan and Atlas taking advantage of the opportunity and, and taking some points um, while while the big t- teams are indisposed. Then you have uh, Leon in sixth place, Santos, Monterrey, so that's your top eight. Chivas on the bubble with four points. They're ninth. Tigres with four points as well. Tenth position. Cruz Azul off to a slow start. Eleventh. And then Pachuca and twelfth. So kind of an interesting uh, dynamic right now. Still very early in the season. And, you know, players are slowly starting to get reintegrated with their clubs. Uh, Querétaro, Juarez, Puebla, Pumas, Tijuana, and Necaxas in last place. So. After three weeks, this is what we're looking at. Um, Chivas will play Santos on Sunday. And Santos has always been our boogeyman, man. We just haven't been able to get a favorable result against them. That is true, Jaime. It's on the road as well. I see that. Another, I can see another draw. Another week of rage from my Chi hermano. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it works. Uh, they should have everybody back on the team by then. Uh, so Vega's back, you know. Canelo's back. Fernando Beltran, who spoke up recently and said he's frustrated with the lack of playing time. And I know that they were really trying to get him out of the team, at least Vucetich was, but then, you know, I think Pelaz stepped in and said, no, he's not going to leave. So we're going to have to figure out and see if he's going to get the opportunity to play. I know, you know, they prefer Molina and uh, Lalo Torres in the midfield, but I think Beltran is just like a very young player with a lot of talent, and it's a shame to just see him rotting on the bench. Hmm. It is. It is. And I thought there was there was going to be like a trade, and then it just everything fell off. Yeah, everything just... All the rumors and trades and this and that, loans, nothing happened. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if you know nobody wants to do business with us, or maybe we don't have money to do business with. Or <laughs> it's it's also the value of of the max player is slower now. At least within the league, it's it just teams being able to bring in so many extranjeros. So that means the you know. For the average player, I should say for the average player, you know, players that are not like Selección, they're, they're, you know, their thing, their value just dropped. They're like a Dodge coin. <laughs> <laughs> One moment they're worth a lot and then uh, the next, <laughs> the next is like half, it's half value now. So, uh, that's, that's what's been hurting Chivas a lot, too. And, you know, so these teams could just easily get players of similar value in South America and get them really cheap. Not only can they do that, not only are those players going to be cheaper, they're going to be easier to sell. Because a lot of times they'll sell those players back, you know, back to whatever country they're from. Mm. 
Yeah, so that's pretty much everything that happened last week for Liga MX and Mexico. Um, some pretty good matches this weekend with Atlas and America. Those used to be really good matches back in the early 2000s. Um, but Atlas right now are, are right there, right behind America in points with seven. They're both tied on points, so it should be a good match. Uh, we have Cruz Azul Toluca, which, you know, Toluca's off to a flying start. Uh, who's their coach right now? For who? Toluca. Is it, is it, is it Cristante? Oh, it's Cristante. Yeah, Cristante came back. Oh, he's yeah. back after he got sacked and they had Chepo and then Chepo got fired again. And Wow. So, looks like Cristante's doing something, right? <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. Uh, do you have any any closing thoughts or anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, no, sir. Not not today. I think I've, I've said it all. How do you feel about um, Messi going to PSG? Uh, you, you, you've said it in the intro and then you forgot. <laughs> uh, we started a side coming, not, maybe not PSG, but leaving Barca. And then, uh, I didn't see it, that coming. That was crazy, man. No, but they had been letting go of players. Remember, they let go of Luis Suarez, and yeah, and then they couldn't hold Neymar, and then they had to change presidents because all that stuff that was going on. So, so it, it kind of does show, and and I think, I guess, to bring it back to Chivas, probably boring the non-Chivas fans. <laughs> You know, it, it just shows how difficult it is to maintain teams like that and, and, and just how even teams where, where you think they have generate all this money still will still lose a lot of money to that point. And so here we could see why with Chivas, it's, it's, you know, if anything, I think fans have to be a bit more patient just because it's like... It it um they could easily just go broke, and I think they they've been broke, and then they're sort of like threading that line of like, you know, falling into red numbers again. I mean, because remember that's that's big reason Vergara bought the team. There was no money, so they he came in and bought it. And then the Helica stuff sort of like hurt the team again, and so they're just trying to recover. But uh, yeah, I I I thought he would have gone to like um the EPL but I guess and I know that the owners of PS PSG are like some Qatar I don't know some firm or like some prince of Qatar or something so it's a lot of oil money so they have a lot they, of money it's only there that's two years he said so is he gonna end up at New Worlds or is he coming to the galaxy <laughs> Very, or he could return to Barca. You never know. Yeah. I just, you know, I never pictured in my lifetime ever seeing him play for any other club but Barcelona. You know, and it's... Well, he did He did say he would like to play before he retires. Uh-huh. When you will old boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a shame, you know, because in the modern day of football, you rarely see one-man clubs anymore. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. you know I think like the last player to do it that retired recently was like uh, Francesco Totti. You know, only played for Roma. He turned down so many offers, you know, from Madrid and all that stuff over the years. But he 
you know, he refused to play for any other club. You just don't see that anymore. Not even Steven Gerrard, you know, he ended up going to Galaxy and then retiring. So it's just, uh, you you know, Messi was one of those players where we thought, yep, he's always going to play for Barca and trophies, trophies, <laughs> trophies. <laughs> and it's funny because there was like a meme like, oh, you think this is painful? Uh, what about this one? And it was like the press conference when uh, Ramon Ramirez. Oh, yeah, that was a shocker. Was sold to Ame- <laughs> Well, what what the fuck happened there, man? How do you let Ramon Same. Ramirez? Same. What happened? No money. Remember, the promotora was in charge of Chivas at the time. Promotora we've talked here was from uh, also the group. The promotora was Salvador Martinez Garza, and they had uh, the owners of Mex Lube. And so they were, they had, um, when they first took over, they invested a lot of money. That was a whole super chiva thing. Uh-huh. And then towards the end, they were, they were losing money, but then their whole scam with the Max Loop stuff was falling apart. So then they needed to start recouping, recouping money before it, you know, the shit hit the fan. And that was. America was willing to wow. pay. But then we got him so, right back we, after, right? Not, didn't he go to Tigres or he went to some other teams? And then he did come back, but it, it just it wasn't the same. The magic was gone, at least for me. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, he did it, go it to like Tigres. It was like it was like the Euro Cup, remember, that falls and then the bus runs over it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, and then they it was the Copa del Rey, I think. It's, yeah. a, it's a wonky. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it's, it's a wonky. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I just. I and then, know, and then he also got in that car accident where he killed somebody. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, so. yeah it was. Oh, killed an entire family of five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he's like, here you go. Thanks for letting us borrow him. Like, dude, damaged goods. Yeah, no, you know, imagine that. Like, how hard is it to re- to recover from that? Like, We sent his ass to Chivas USA. That's fucked up, man. Was it? Was it? <laughs> I saw him play, and it was still sad. It was, it was like watching the last fights of Julio Cesar Chavez when he was doing those. Oh yeah, he was like just... at the end they were just bad. Like you, you wouldn't believe this dude was a machine. It was like he's all, all washed up. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's funny because the owner of the PSG, I think, also owns BN Sports. You know, and that's where the rights are held for Liga League One for for the French league. So. It's like he didn't really lose any money, you know, because La Liga uh, got uh, their their contract with BN Sport ended, and now they're at ESPN Plus, you know. But I bet you ESPN's looking at that deal like, man, we got we got screwed over, <laughs> you know. No one's gonna watch La Liga anymore. You got you got no you got no big names anymore, you know. Messi just left, you know. You don't have Ronaldo, you don't have Ramos, you don't have Varane, you don't have anybody anymore. It's just. For Mexico, you know, we have a few players that are playing in Spain, but... Yeah, La Liga's beginning to sort of... What happened with Serie A, where, you know, back in the day, all the all the top players used to be in Serie A, Zidane and 
you know, you could Ronaldo. do the whole list. Yeah. And they eventually started fading out. And then Serie A sort of like, it didn't suck, but it just lost some of its luster. Yeah. And that, that seems to be kind of happening with with um, La Liga. But there, there's still some names. I mean, there's still, still names have there. Suarez, a couple guys. But you're right, the, the bigger names, the more popular, yeah. they're no longer there. It's crazy because uh, I think the reasoning behind Barcelona not being able to re-sign Messi is because they didn't like the league didn't allow it to happen. It's like it's like someone that has like a a gambling addiction and they have no money. In fact, they're like you know they lost everything and they're still trying to gamble. They're still trying to you know <laughs> they're still trying to play blackjack and like dude, we're cutting you off, man. Like no more. So I guess that's what happened in Barca. They were just so in debt that they just said they just couldn't allow that to happen. So he had to leave. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the thing, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid have been like the biggest spenders. And, uh, I think that's why they try to create that super league, you know, to kind of recoup the money from last year. And, oh yeah. They're still trying to, they're still trying to do it. Yeah. So, you know, they're trying, they're just trying to basically like fill, you know, dig themselves out of a ditch, but, They just they drowned in debt. But uh appreciate everyone for listening in tonight's episode. Oh, we had uh Ricardo coming in at the eleventh hour. He said, I have a feeling Piojo isn't going to get it together. He's going to get sacked. Uh America won big time with that Chavarreyes transfer. That kid can play. He's been consistent for two years now. Uh, Chivas pooping the bed this year. <laughs> uh, Messi is going to crash and burn with PSG. You hear, heard it here first. Who's, who's going to... He says that Messi's going to crash at PSG. I disagree with that. Well, not at the league. <laughs> They're going to win that blind, with one hand, one foot tied behind their back. Yeah. I think, like, there's the, just too the, much... The thing is champions, though. They're, yeah. They're... You know what they're going for is going to be Champions League. I mean, and I, they do have, I think, you know, Neymar and Mbappe and now Messi. Mm-hmm. If those guys can click, oof. It's just awkward because on that team is also Sergio Ramos and Mauro Icardi, who he, like, absolutely hates. Like, he hates both of those players. So you're going to have to deal with <laughs> I didn't that. Know Sergio. Yeah, wow. Man, they're they 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 sort of begin to sound like the Real Madrid from <laughs> from back then when like they had like Galacticos. seven strikers. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like they didn't even need players, and they would still I know bring in more. Yeah, uh, Ricardo, we did talk about Santiago Munoz. Uh, you know the rumors about him going to La Liga. So uh, glad you're able to hop on at the end. Uh, but we're we're ready to wrap this up, Ricardo. Uh, thank everyone. Make sure to follow us on the Cantina MX handle on Twitter and let us know. Let us know who's going to be the first coach to get sacked this season. It's always exciting. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good night.